All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mies Tech Missions podcast. I'm Court, and I'm here with William again, and we're going to be recapping our first week on the field. Uh, William, how would you say this week has gone for you? It's been really good. I really liked it. Uh, I've learned a lot, a lot of Spanish, and I think we picked up a little bit on the Mies Tech uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's pushing it. Kind of sort of. Well, I mean, I've I've listened to Mistech. I don't think I've learned. I don't think I learned any of it. Well, actually, no. Nina is one. Oh, okay, C. okay. See, and and uh, I think we know is plate. Oh, is it really? Uh huh. Oh well, I haven't gotten that far. And Tani Tani Kuhn is T- like hello. Yeah. Tani Kuhn is my favorite. You can say Tani Kuhn anyway. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh yeah, cool. Well, yeah, it's been a good, um, a good time right now, dude. It's been a hard week already. Um, the first week we got here was pretty easy. Um, we were just settling in, and then, um, the second that, like this past week started up, it was it got intense quick. Um, I usually so my priority is I am a I do all the videos for our team so that people back home in churches can um know like what's going on on our team and then like how to give and how to pray and how to get involved and my um, required amount last semester was three videos every week which is pretty difficult but I managed to knock all those out and then I have to do two podcasts every week and this week (laughs) I have done six videos and I'm on my way to nine and then I think I've we've done by the end of the week we'll have a good 14 podcasts. So, and then William, William, what have you been doing every day pretty much? Oh my, uh, a little bit of everything. I know I helped uh, Daniel with, uh, we're, we're building a house over there. And so I got to learn how to tie rebarb together so we can get it ready for our, our cement, for our pouring our cement for the walls. So that was, uh, I know they laughed at me a lot, but... <laughs> I dude, I think you did a pretty good job. You definitely put in a respectable effort. That's for sure. From everything I've heard, uh, you did a great job. Um, I like watching William do construction was just so funny because he was like totally in his element. He was totally doing what he came here to do, and it was just like super cool to see him um, get to do that, especially alongside like Daniel and Chris uh, and all the nationals that we have working. Like that day that you poured all that concrete. Like, dude, that was super impressive. They poured, like, all this concrete on top of a roof, and they were just going and going for hours. And by the end of it, like, everybody, we were all just one big happy team, and we all sat down and had a good meal together. Like, what what would you say the best part of, like, this trip has been so far? Um, I, I have to say I really liked working with the people here uh they don't seem to get mad as easy as we do in america (laughs) but um uh i mean they the fact that they take time to understand that hey i can't speak spanish and i don't understand what they're saying and they're willing to like teach me and point to things and we can kind of communicate on the way that we that we work together you know and then having a course of fellowship because i'm baptist i I like eating 
Um, I love the fellowship that we have at the end where we get to sit down and eat at this massive table. Yeah, it's it's been super cool. The other day, speaking of like eating and stuff, so Chris's neighborhood is having their fiesta right now, and I have had to do a lot of eating every single morning. And the other day, so I kind of knew what I was getting into, um, even from last semester, because they were like, hey, like when you do the festival, we need you to uh, like film the killing of the cow. And I was like, oh, what now? And uh, they were like, yeah, they kill a cow and um, you need to go and film it because it's part of the experience. And I was like, okay. And we didn't get around to it last semester. And then Chris was like, hey, man, my um, my neighborhood is having their fiesta, so you should totally come. And I got invited by the Meyer Domo, uh, which is like the head honcho kind of deal. And uh, he invited me to come over and film all the fiesta. And I was like, dude, what an honor. So I had to, like, I didn't even say, like, I'll think about it. I was just like, yeah, absolutely. Let me um, let me hop on this opportunity real quick. And so I, like, get there the first day, super easy, just eat some questionable food. You know, you know how it goes. And then the next day I go, and I knew kind of it was the day where they killed the cow. And... <laughs> When I say, like, so I've, like, done, like, dissections before, and, like, I've skinned a deer and stuff, and honestly, it wasn't even, like, it didn't gross me out, but just the size of the cow, whenever the video comes out, I'm not sure if the video will come out before or after this podcast, but whenever the video comes out, I hope you'll be able to see the scale of this cow, like, so... In Mexico, like, they don't kill young cows with, like, super fresh meat like they do in America to get, like, tender meat, you know. Um, They kill super old cows because they want, like, big cows with as much meat on it as possible. And so they killed this huge cow. And Chris said he thinks that we got, like, 400 pounds of meat off of it, which is just absolutely insane. But, like, the size of this thing, like, there was, like, six or seven guys um, holding it down with the ropes so that they could like split it open and stuff. And it was, it was definitely a crazy experience. Um, cows normally weigh about a thousand pounds, a good sized cow. Yeah. William knows a lot more about cows than I do probably, but dude, it was like, this thing was huge. And also it might not have helped that I'd never really been around a cow before you know i don't just casually <laughs> what, what literally every day every day um for the past week william has been like oh man i wish i was i wish i was feeding my cows right now it's so weird not like getting up at five o'clock in the morning drinking a cup of milk on the porch of my house and then going to feed the cows every morning so this is like a big change for me i bet i bet it is because like here you wake up and uh like our milk is in a box yeah which is <laughs> kind of weird it's yeah. not refrigerated until you refrigerate it yeah so like it literally it can sit on the shelf for months and months and then when you open it it goes bad but like it's basically like pasta sauce you know like you, you can leave that thing on the shelf for months and it'll be fine so that was there's definitely been a lot of learning curves what would you say what would you say the biggest learning curve? Like, what was the thing when you moved to Mexico that you were like, oh, this is weird? And it, it's allowed to be the toilet paper thing. <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah, uh, I have to say the toilet paper thing is kind of the inter- most interesting thing. Uh, I can't say much because I don't have a toilet in my house. 
So it's it's quite different to just throw the toilet paper in the in the trash can. Uh that that's probably the most weirdest thing I've seen yet, I think. Yeah, when I first got to Mexico, I and they were like, "Hey, you can't um flush your toilet paper down the toilet." I was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "This is going to be the end of me." And then I get home over break for Christmas this year, and um, I couldn't help but like try and throw it in the trash can. And it took it took me like a while to be like, I would have to like think through the process individually. I'd be like, okay, and I'd reach over to put it in the trash can, and then be like, I'd stop myself, and I'd be like, no, no, I have to put it in the toilet. And so like I feel like everyone told me like culture shock would be like a huge thing coming here. And honestly, all the culture shock I experienced was, like, going back. Because, like, you haven't really experienced anything, like, that you're like, ah, this is, like, causing me, like, serious, like, brain issues, right? Um, not really. I mean, we've been here, what, two weeks almost? Yeah. And I I don't know. I, they said culture shock was going to be, like, a big thing for us. And I'm here, I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't see anything different. Yeah. You know, I think the main thing is like, like when I was here, I got so used to like being able to leave my house and like not having to really talk, um, to like, like if I ran into someone, I could like talk to them in Spanish, but they kind of knew I didn't know Spanish. So I wouldn't have to talk to them very long. And then when I got home, I would like run into people and they want to talk to me for like so long. And I was like, I didn't have an excuse. Cause I was like, Oh, we speak the same language. So like, <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely different here. Like here, you're, I, I feel like people people stare at you here, but it's also just different because like, I don't I don't really know how to explain it. But I feel like at home, I always felt like worried about like, oh, who am I gonna run to at the store? Run into at the store? And then like, in Mexico, I'm just like, oh, yep, whatever happens happens, and I'm fine with it. So, pretty much. That's uh, I'd have to say the one different thing for me is actually having a housemate. Oh yeah, I haven't lived with oh someone in for so long. It's kind of weird. It's real. It's actually really nice. So me and William are the two hands-on students. And fun fact: the IMB is like mostly girls. Um, so if any of you guys are out there and you want to do missions, join the IMB because we need more boys out here. Yes. And yes. there's a lot of cool people here. So you'll definitely not have a bad time but last semester i had to live in this so our house is pretty big it's massive like it's I mean, like compared to an american house it's not like super big but compared to like a mexican house like this thing is huge and it's pretty much like entirely empty because a lot of the spaces are used for like learning stuff like english classes and discipleship classes and stuff like that and so when i had to live here alone for a whole semester like i'd just be walking around the house not knowing what to do with myself but now that william's here it's like you have a whole nother person in the house so it makes life so much easier oh yeah we hung your hammock oh yeah and i mean my house okay so this is gonna sound really weird my bedroom right now is like almost two times as bigger than my house yeah you explain you explain your current your your previous living situation oh my house oh my explain your trailer sitch well my trailer (laughs) is actually a horse trailer that i've actually converted it was actually a uh three horse split so i had a changing room in the front and i just cut the metal wall out that separated you and the horses 
and I built a wood wall in the back where the door is, and then I framed it all inside, stuck a bunch of insulation in it, plumbed it, did electrical, and then I uh, came in and put some paneling in. Actually, it came from, thank goodness, John Deere's. Uh, I was a John Deere tech, so I got all the all the awesome, I don't know what they're called, shipping crates. Yeah, all the shipping oh, crates. Yeah. Uh, you know? Pallets. No, they're not pallets. Oh, Their lower okay. decks come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay. So they're like big yeah. wooden boxes. Yeah, they Dude. helped me a lot. Yeah, William's trailer is pretty sweet, and I'm not going to lie, when, I, when he showed me pictures, so I heard like William was a handyman because we like <laughs> – it's no secret that like me, Jake, Chris, and Daniel were like talking about you coming oh for my. a while. Okay. So like we saw your application and we were like, hmm, like we should definitely check this guy out. And so we were like talking about you coming for a while before we actually knew if you were coming. And so they like had all this information about you, like, oh, like he's like really like handy and stuff, and he's gonna be doing all of our manual hard labor for us and. Like, we're going to be putting him to work, and I, I really, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of underestimated the skills that you had because until you showed me those pictures of the horse trailer, I was like, I have no idea who this guy is, and I have no idea what he's good at. But when he showed me his pictures of his trailer that he had, like, fully decked out, like, this thing is basically, like, a tiny home on wheels, and it was pretty sweet. And I was like, let's go. I'm about to have this guy as my roommate, and we're about to deck out our house. So, like, Tile work, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> right now, we have a concrete floor in this house, and luckily, we got we got little tiny rugs this semester. But um, That's our barefoot mat. Yeah. We got, what, four, four, four it's a, feet it's, of it's awesomeness? Four by three by four. Yeah, see. It's pretty good. Yeah, we got... You know, a little bit of awesomeness where we yeah. kick our boots off. It's definitely different, dude, because last semester I would have to, like, manually, like, process. Right when I got up, I'd be like, okay, I cannot touch the floor until I have <laughs> shoes and socks on. Because, like, if you touch the floor before you put shoes and socks on last semester when we didn't have rugs, your feet would just be so dirty. And so now we have carpets, so we can just, like, step on the floor and then put our shoes and socks well, on. So until it's carpet gets dirty yeah but then you just clean it you beat out the carpet and hang oh, it on yeah, the roof that's true yeah hit it with so it'll be good so let's let's think about this so hands-on what is the hands-on experience it's pure awesomeness so far yeah that's a good word for it it is pure awesomeness um from what i've seen our so we live kind of differently than i feel like a lot of the hands-on students and that we are in the indigenous cluster of our affinity so our affinity is north and south america and then we are in the indigenous cluster of our affinity and so we work specifically with the indigenous Mistec people and so there's an indigenous language and uh just life here looks a lot differently because not only are we working with indigenous people but we are living in community like in the actual village where they live and so if you like are super into like missions and stuff if you've ever been on like a mission trip, you may like know like, hmm, yeah, like we had to drive like an hour every day to go and visit our people. And for some locations, yeah, that is true. Like you do have to drive down into the villages. But what's super awesome about where we live in our indigenous village is basically all of our neighbors, since we live in the village, are literally who we're witnessing to. So would you say that's like one of your favorite parts? Because like we can literally walk anywhere pretty much and see our people. Yes, 
Yes, I love it. Um, the one perk I think is awesome is like being able to walk with other missionaries to other people's houses. And I mean, and then walk back. Well, yeah. it depends what time of day it is, but I mean, we can walk there and then we can walk back and maybe we'll meet someone on the way there. Exactly. Exactly. And like, so today, so we did our annual goal meeting, uh, just a little while ago. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. So it happened in January, right when we got back. So right when we arrived, <laughs> we had our annual goals meeting. And so me and William were assigned a goal of meeting with a national every single week, which sounds really easy. But when you do not speak the same language and there's no streets here and there's no like house numbers and you're basically like if me and William want to order pizza, I text the guy and I say, hey, we live in the house. Uh, it's we live in the three story whatever. I'm not going to say with what our house looks like. Town. Yeah, we with whatever in blank 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 and he somehow comes and finds our house and honestly the first time he did it i had no idea if he was going to be able to do it so like finding people here is like pretty difficult the first time but me and william had a huge win tonight at english because yes. our goal um through our english class was to find somebody where we could go and visit them in their home and practice english with them and then ultimately lead into gospel conversations so how that works with our team strategy is basically we would go visit them in their homes and then share the gospel with them and then see if they're interested and then they would get some of their friends together or their family members together and we'd start a story group and then a story group we'd take them through um I think like 13 or 15 um, biblical like gospel stories that walk them all the way down the road um, to baptism. And then if they want to be baptized, then we continue on with baptism and discipleship. And then if they don't want to be baptized, that's kind of where our conversation with them ends after the story group. So the story group doesn't happen anymore. So it's not that we're not witnessing to them anymore. It's that we're giving them that time to really consider um, if they want to believe and fall like Christ and walk with his people. And so that's really like how this is working for us is we need to find some people to go visit so that we can maybe share the gospel with them and then possibly start a story set. And so me and William had a huge win at English tonight um, because earlier today we had an idea when we were filming or recording our earlier podcast that, Hey, like what if I just threw like a little taco party um, at our favorite taco shop, the Chicken Coop, which William has yet to go to, yes, so that'll I be am, an exciting day. I am dying it's to go so to this good. place that he's been talking about. But we we're like, I was like talking, I was like, hey guys, like, what if I just take everybody down to the chicken shop or the Chicken Coop and we go get tacos? And they're like, dude, that's a great idea because one of our believers, his family owns that restaurant, and so um, the guy that is one of our new believers speaks. English, Spanish, and Mistec, like, very well in all three. And so it's been pretty great to have him as an asset, especially for people like me and William, because I speak very limited Spanish. William speaks... Hey, no, I speak a little bit, not a lot, Wait, William's, just a little. William speaks gracias and uh, hola. I know agua, too. And agua. And no, no hablo mucho espanol. Wow. Sí. Man. That's awesome. I've, I've improved. But, <laughs> but so like for people like me and William who need to hit our goals and go visit people so that we can um, share the gospel with them, 
it's really important to have people um, like our new believers who speak multiple languages to come with us and translate. And so tonight at our English class, I like, pulled um, Olivia, one of our journey girls, aside, and I was like, hey, Olivia, can you help me um, tell everyone uh, that we're going to go get tacos on Sunday at like 2.30? And she was like, yeah, okay, I'll tell them. And so we told Emilio, and he was like, yes, I'm so down to come help you guys. And we ended up getting... How many people? So it was like the whole class almost. Yeah, pretty much all the guys in the class are coming with us on Sunday to go get tacos. And so basically like our game plan mentally is going to be we're going to talk to everybody and then we're going to be like, hey, can we come visit your house sometime so we can practice English with you? And then when we go to their house, we're going to practice English and then we're going to share a little bit of the gospel with them. So that hopefully, like, because our English ministry is a good way to um, get people in the door, but ultimately, like, the end goal is not just to teach them English, it's to spread the word, tell them about Jesus. And this is something cool. So one of the guys in the English class, he actually brought me this Christian song called Good, Good Father. Oh, yeah. That he's actually wanting to learn in English so he can sing it. Yeah, so that's actually uh, Ben Hameen, like, our one of our main guys. He is awesome, and so he wants to learn Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin. Great song, by the way, if you haven't heard it, in English. And so what do you get to do on Saturday? Yes, we meet up Saturday, and we're going to hopefully hopefully he can teach me like more Spanish words, and I'm going to teach him the song, which my friend Court has downloaded on my phone. Thank goodness. <laughs> and uh, that, that should be... It should be a really good experience. I can't wait to tell tell everyone how it goes. Yeah, I think what's different about this semester for me than last semester is last semester, my main task was like videos and like um, just like getting the podcast done because we have like a super big goal of 52 videos, 52 podcasts, and it's actually more like 60 now because we started the process early. And now that I like knocked a bunch of those out, I kind of have room to wiggle. And so me and William are getting to kind of really dig into the ministry and just do things kind of on our own that we didn't get to do last year or last semester. Cause like, obviously um, now that there's two of us, we can kind of travel in a little pack and you know, two is better than one when you oh, don't yeah. speak, <laughs> when you don't speak the language. Cause now you can just smile and laugh and pretend you know what's going on together instead of doing it by yourself. <laughs> smile away, boys. Smile away. Yeah, that's pretty much how <laughs> it's going. But, yeah, man. Um, So, let's wrap this up real quick with one more thing. Can we wrap it up with tacos? Tonight? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually nine, so no. Oh. Yeah. It's never too late to have tacos. It is when you're past your curfew. We have to be in our houses oh. at nine because, you I know, tamales. we got to be safe. But, um, okay, real quick, we're going to give a shout out to someone on the team, and that is Jake. Cause, oh, yes. yeah, William had his birthday this week also. Oh, yeah, I got my face slammed into this awesome cake that just, like, it was so moist. My face just slid. I need to show you there. the video of that. Yeah. But Jake made, a, Jake made William ice cream for his birthday. Oh, oh, my gosh. It is so good. So, yeah, so that's what we're going to wrap up with. But basically, uh, I don't know. I hope this was informational to y'all, a little entertaining. We were going to make this one a super serious one about our testimonies. But uh, with all the scheduling stuff, it got pushed back super late. And so we decided to just hash out the week. And, um, yeah, we hope that was informational for y'all. And we hope that you will consider um, joining hands-on or 
maybe bringing up hands-on to your kids because it's awesome. And if they want to do missions, um, it's a great place to start. And yeah, more, more guys would be awesome. More guys, please, <laughs> please. We need more guys and hands-on. I'm pretty sure. So like when we went to the ILC, there was oh. like a bunch of prayer cards on the table and there, every single journey girl was a girl or yes. every single journeyman was a girl. Yes, and like in orientation, I was the only guy. I was also the here. only guy. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. It's kind of really mind blowing. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I grew up with a bunch of girls, so I understand. But thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to me and William be kind of silly for a while. And uh, y'all have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. So-